In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ole Olson was a house painter up in Mankato, Minnesota, and he was having a little bit of a time financially, so he decided to cut some corners, and he was thinning his paint with water to make it stretch further, which went okay until some big storms came, and then the houses started to streak that he had painted, and people took him to small claims court. And when he was in court, the judge asked what happened. Oh, he says, yeah, he says it was really tough out there, you know, financially, and I just, uh, I just uh, decided to thin her down a little bit. And the judge said, well, you're going to have to redo those houses that you did. And you're going to have to do a little community service beside. And his last words to Ole were stern. He said, Ole, repaint and thin no more. <laughs> Which is pretty close to what John the baptizer said. Last week when we heard him thundering away in the desert, repent and sin no more. Remember that? He said all the trees that don't, don't bear good fruit are going to be cut down, thrown into the fire, and the wheat and the chaff separated the chaff, burned with unquenchable fire. Now this lesson is later on, and John is now in prison. John is a guy who always told it like it was, and that got him in trouble because he told King Herod you shouldn't have taken your brother's wife to be your wife it's not right and God doesn't like it and so Herod threw him into prison and his, his Herod's new, new wife slash former sister-in-law didn't like it either she, she wanted him in prison so John was in there and now he's just getting reports from his own disciples as to what Jesus the Messiah is doing and when he heard the reports of what Jesus is doing, he starts to have second thoughts about this. He starts to, to, to doubt, you know, maybe, maybe I hitched my wagon to the wrong star here. Maybe, this, maybe he's not the Messiah because he doesn't seem to be doing the things that I think a Messiah should do. John had his own preconceived notions as to what he thought the Messiah should do. And he thought the Messiah should be bringing judgment and cutting down trees and burning and slashing and doing all this stuff. And Jesus wasn't doing that. Mostly what Jesus was doing was having lunch with various people, with the scribes and the Pharisees, with uh, crooked tax collectors like Zacchaeus, with uh, Samaritans, letting prostitutes come up and wash his feet with their hair. He was doing stuff like that. And it just didn't fit with what John had pictured that the Messiah was supposed to do. So he sent his disciples to say, are you the one who is to come or do we wait for another? And that's actually not very far from where most of us are. Because I think we all have our own preconceived notions of what the Messiah should be doing and what he should not be doing. Now, maybe we're okay with John the Baptizer's picture of the Messiah as one who comes and brings judgment and burning and slashing and comes to literally scare hell out of people. Or maybe we want the ideological Jesus who kind of espouses the things that we stand for and the, the programs that we like. Or we want just the gentle shepherd Jesus who is there and around, but he doesn't demand anything of us. Or maybe we want the, what I call the vending machine Messiah, 
where we say our prayers, put the quarters in, pull the plunger, boom, boom, hey, blessings, okay. But whatever our preconceived notions of the Messiah are, the season of Advent is a time for us to drop those preconceived notions and quit saying what the Messiah should do and shouldn't do and simply watch what he is doing. When Jesus sent a message back to John, he told John's disciples, he said, tell John this, the blind receive their sight and the lame walk and the deaf hear and the lepers are cleansed and the dead are raised and the poor have good news preached to him. Tell him that. And that's what we heard in our first lesson for today from Isaiah in chapter 35. This is what's going to happen. This is, this is the good stuff that's going to happen when the Messiah comes, not just the judgment stuff. Tell John this. This is what's going on. And for us, this is probably a good thing to look at in this season. The blind receive their sight. Have there not been times where you and I have been blind? Have there not been times where we, we don't see the things in ourselves that need to be changed. We can see very clearly what other folks need to change. Those are obvious. But we don't see very clearly what, what it is that I need to change. And then the Lord comes and sometimes He gives us some sight to look at that and go, oh yeah, I need to own that and I need to change that. And the lame walk. We've got a lot of folks who are kind of lame in the congregation, just physically. But uh, uh, besides that, there's the, the, the lame walking. Sometimes we're walking lamely down the wrong path. And like John said last week, with repent, it literally means to turn around. Walk the other way. Even if you're limping, go, at least go the right direction. Do something that's, that's God-pleasing and that it makes sense in the kingdom of heaven. The lame walk. The deaf hear. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that all the women in the congregation would agree with me on this. Uh, my hunch is that most women in here have said to their, their husband at one time or another, you only hear what you want to hear. Don't, don't most women believe their husbands have selective hearing? You know, we hear what we want to hear, and we don't hear what we don't want to hear. Now, now, is this true, men and women? Is this? Yeah. I think it is. Or is it just me? <laughs> Maybe that's it. <coughs> we hear what we want to hear. Well, I think women do that too, but, you know, you can't convince your wives of that. But so I wouldn't, I wouldn't try if I were you. So do we hear what we want to hear? and not hear what we don't want to hear sometimes. And the lepers are cleansed. Have you ever felt like an outcast? Like the lepers have to say, unclean, unclean, don't stay. I'm, I've been feeling like that all week because I have to stay, so, you know, just, just bump elbows. Don't, don't shake hands with me. I, I'm typhoid cal. I, you know. so, uh, and I'm very careful with hand washing, by the way. But you can feel rejected by... Kids, a lot of times, this is a big thing. The, the greatest thing for young people is the, the need to be accepted. And to feel like you're the outcast and you're left out is the worst possible thing you can have. So the lepers are cleansed and the dead are raised. Maybe 
We haven't seen those who have died and gone before us yet, but we will. But sometimes when somebody dies that we care about, we feel dead inside. Or when our hopes and our dreams have been dashed, we feel dead. When our relationships are no good, we feel dead. But the Lord can raise that from the dead. And also that the poor have good news brought to them. When the poor are hungry, good news means food. When the poor don't have clothing, the good news means clothing. And when the poor have no hope, the good news is the Lord God is with you. And we need to share that. So in this Advent season, whatever our preconceived notions are of who the Messiah should be and who he shouldn't be and what he's supposed to do and what he's not supposed to do, let's just drop that and watch and see what the Lord is doing among us and with us. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.